What's going on, my fellow A-plusters? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus Hero Report, your weekly stop for your Marvel and DC movie and television news, guys, right here on our YouTube page, A-plus Opinions. Thank you so much for joining us once again, everybody. It is I, your host, as always, Adam Perez, guys, and we are back with a brand new episode for you guys today. Um, a little bit late, but you know what? We're getting A plus here report up and running for you guys today. Um, I actually had my fantasy football draft uh, earlier today. Um, so I personally think that it went rather well, quite frankly. Um, hopefully, Indy will certainly join us here rather soon. I believe he's trying to get connected. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, but he was going to go ahead and try and make his return this week for you guys. So we'll see if Indy winds up popping up. If not, it's okay. We'll certainly go ahead and hold down the fort uh, for you guys today. Today. But um, I certainly hope everybody's having a great, fantastic weekend so far. We do got a couple of people um, here uh, already on the show. Doomsday is certainly popping up. Hey, Adam, very first time here on A Plus Hero Report. Hey, well, you know what, Doomsday? Thank you very much for joining us. I know you're usually in our A Plus more phenomenal um, uh, weekly show. So thank you very much for popping in. Um, present, as always, Gabriel, raise your hand if you're in class today, guys. Please raise your hand. And last but not least, Tony Robinson has popped up in here today as well. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, we've got ourselves a couple of topics that we're going to be breaking down for you guys all across the board from um, speaking a little bit more about Kit Harrington uh, being cast as Black Knight. Uh, we also have some Joker talk as we wind up getting ourselves uh, a trailer earlier this this week. Uh, we're also going to dive into some DC Cinematic Universe talk for you guys today. So uh, a ton of stuff uh, that we're going to go ahead and tackle for you guys. So um, if you have any questions, as always, we'll go ahead and get to, to, to your questions towards the end of the show. Uh, but if you feel free, you want to go ahead and comment during the live chat, uh, certainly go ahead and do so, guys. So um, let's go ahead and get into the very first story here. Um, something that we kind of touched upon uh, last week uh, on our episode of A Plus Hero Report um, that actually came up like a breaking news segment uh, while we were doing our Disney Plus uh, discussion uh, as we wind up having Kit Harrington, who has officially joined the Marvel's MCU um, is going to be in the upcoming Eternals film. Uh, and he's actually been cast as the Black Knight. Um, so this is actually something that dropped last weekend, um, really at the, I guess, the D23 Expo that we wind up getting. Um, we had already kind of heard rumors of the idea that Kit Harrington may be involved in the MCU. Um, so hearing him finally cast as the Black Knight certainly was a jaw dropper for some. Uh, and it seems as though we might actually have Indy in the house as well. Uh, Indy might have popped up. Let me see if I can get this damn thing to work real quick. Let me pull this down. Indy! Yo, what's, what's going, going on, on, man? What's going on? Hold on. Let me get my headphones in here real quick. Everybody, Indy's back, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be back. Happy they forgot back. your face. They were like, I remember this guy named Indy worked here at some point in time. No, it's good. Back, back at it. Ready to go. Ready to go. I, nice, forgot, how to, I forgot how to use this thing. That's what happened. <laughs> it's all right, man. Trust me. I'm guys, just so you know, this is, I think our, me and Indy's first time doing this together on the new streaming platform that we're using. So uh, bear with me as I try and do some of the production work here and get this actually uh, working. All right. But I think we're in, we're in fine shape for right now. So let, let's get back into the story, though, real quick, Indy, because we wind up getting uh, Kit Harrington cast as the Black Knight. For me, at least, I, I kind of say maybe a little bit of a, a cliche casting, as you can say. Right. I mean, he just came off of Game of Thrones. We know he can do the job as a knight. So why not just keep him sort of as a knight? Right. So uh, what do you think about the idea of Kit Harrington coming on as Black Knight for the Eternals film? 
I mean, some people might call it typecasting or that, you know what I'm saying, they wanted him to do something different. But if you do something right, why not keep doing it? I mean, that's the reason we keep getting Fast and Furious movies. That's the reason, uh, you know, everybody wanted Wesley Snipes cast as Blade. You know, that, that that's what it goes. And um, his acting chops are very underrated, uh, considering that we're just so used to seeing him as Jon Snow and not paying attention to other stuff that he's done, whether it's, um, you know what I'm saying, little comedy skits and everything like that. I honestly think this is the perfect character for him. And if everything goes well, it's a character that'll be around for a while. So um, I was wondering what he was going to do after Game of Thrones. And hey, why not? Let's join the MCU. Yeah, most definitely. And so uh, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, the Black Knight, I think we kind of talked about this last week, um, but we'll kind of highlight it again uh, real quick. But let me see here. Um, this is off of the rap that went ahead and actually reported it. So uh, the main character's name is uh, Dane Whitman. Uh, and it says uh, Whitman really is the Black Knight or rather a descendant of the original Black Knight uh, from Arthurian legend. Uh, he inherited the Black Knight mantle from his uncle, who was a supervillain and a member of the Masters of Evil. Uh, Whitman's Black Knight uh, joined Masters of Evil uh, to try to take down uh, from within a move that eventually endeared him to the Avengers, which he sub subsequently joined. It says, though Whitman is human, uh, in the comics, he falls in love with the Eternal called Circe, uh, who is actually the lead character in the upcoming Eternal films, uh, who's going to be played by uh, Jenna, Chan Jenna Ch uh, what's her name? Uh, Gemma Chan. Am I is, that, is that correct? Um, and I believe she actually is that that is correct, right, Andy? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and she also played, didn't she also play in Captain Marvel though as well? Uh, I believe she did. I think she was like not, one of the Kree soldiers, correct? Yeah, not yeah, yeah, definitely. She was the uh Kree soldier with the sniper rifle, the one that seemed to night not like Brie Larson, the one that everybody was cheering for to take out of Brie Larson, you know, all the Brie Larson haters that wanted her out. <laughs> yes, definitely understand that. So yeah, so it looks as though Gemma Chan is in fact going to be coming back into the MCU now this time as a brand new character by the name of Cersei, who seemingly will have maybe some sort of relationship with this Black Knight character. It's almost kind of feeling as though maybe the Eternals is kind of, do you think we're going down, I don't want to say like a Romeo and Juliet kind of storyline, but the concept of maybe like this human uh, in Dane Whitman, who's the Black Knight, maybe falling in love with this Eternal kind of thing? Uh, very much possible. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, do you think the reason that because I don't think this was the original uh, love interest in the comics? Do Do you think this is something they did because the uh, character's name is so close to Cersei? I, I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> They're like, hmm, we've got a character named Cersei who needs a love interest. Let's put the guy that played Jon Snow. No, please. I hope that's not the reason. Yeah, but um, I'm. It's been a long time since I read anything on the Eternals. Uh, just recently with the uh, Avengers run, uh, the recent Avengers run when they were bringing back the Celestials and Eternals and everything, uh, that was me getting back into them. So I'm a little, you know what I'm saying, rusty on that particular situation because I know the whole lore is being redone and everything on what's happening but I'm all for it especially for the fact that this is this is something that a lot of comic readers aren't into or you know it's the real diehards that go back to who the Eternals are who the Celestials are and stuff like that so why not just give us what they give us
Yeah, no, I agree. I'm and I'm kind of the same when it comes to the Eternals. As far as I can recall, though, I've heard a, a couple of different similar, like different things. So I, I've heard the concept that this film may take place like in present day. Um, the ideas that maybe like they, why we do have the Eternals that they may sort of be like I don't want to say in like human host bodies, but like in like just living in sort of a modern day world, maybe just kind of hidden. But then I also hear the idea that this is gonna the, the time period is gonna sort of take place all over the place based off of the idea of the Eternals and just how far of a lineage they truly do have in the Marvel uh, Marvel Universe. I mean, I, I could go for the uh, host bodies thing. I mean, cause that's, some, that's something that's not too overdone. You know, well, I mean, not, not even necessarily like as a host, but like just living in modern day, but just not not using their ability, not necessarily using their abilities, but just using them in secret. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, let me think. Like Black Clover's doing something like that now. I think that's where I flash back to. I was like, hold on, the elves are taking over. Spoilers. <laughs> uh yeah, but no, I'm really I'm this movie is getting to the point where it was something that came out and everybody was like, uh, well, maybe. And now it's like, I gotta see that. You know, it, it's building up to something where it seems like it's gonna be something epic and something new, something fresh. Something that the MCU needs, especially with what we got going on with uh, the Spider-Man issue and all that. Uh, it's something to get the bad taste out of our mouth and and just set us on course for what we're getting ready to do now. Yeah, and the Kevin Feige also came out and said that they really do have big plans for uh, Kit Harrington as Black Knight also in the MCU. I don't exactly know how, what he means by that. I mean, the quote he winds up giving is, you know, he's a really amazing actor. Uh, this part came up in the Eternals film that we're doing. Uh, we were so happy that he agreed to join, and it's part it's a part that could perhaps grow into something else in the future. Uh, to that something else, I would say, you know, in the comic books, they have referenced the idea that there actually used to be sort of a love triangle sort of dilemma between uh, Cersei, Black Knight, and also Crystal uh, from the Inhumans, who does technically have a connection to Johnny Storm in the, the Fantastic Four. So um, I don't know if this is something that they would use as sort of a, a, a branching off point or maybe eventually being able to use some of these characters again somewhere down the line for maybe a future Inhumans or Fantastic Four film down the road. So I, I hope Kit Harrington has a really solid time uh, in the MCU. For me, I've always thought Black Knight was a very sort of underappreciated sort of character. Um, so to be able to get the opportunity uh, to see Kit Harrington in that role uh, really, really certainly excites me for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. I think it's a perfect casting as far as if you look at him, you, he, he fits that build. We know he fits that build because that's where he just came from. And I'm for him doing anything other than uh, killing his loved one and walking off into the woods. But we're not, <laughs> we're not going to get into that. Yeah, let's not get into that just yet. Um, but um, continuing along, though, with the information that we wind up getting from D23 this past week, uh, it does look as though the MCU has actually went ahead and put out some brand new uh, posters for their upcoming Disney Plus television series. Uh, let me go ahead and pull these up here real quick for you guys um, so you can kind of go ahead and see exactly what they're uh, showcasing. So we've got uh, we've got three posters. The first poster that we have is in fact the Black Widow poster for the upcoming film in May. Um, after that, we've got ourselves uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier poster as well. Uh, what did you think about these posters when you got the opportunity to see them, Indy? Uh, the Black Widow poster is amazing. Uh, yeah, I like it. 
especially in that that black that that widow costume that we're used to seeing that's the that's the comic book video game you know costume that that we're used to the stingers yeah, on the classic. arm yep. holding the two batons but on the other hand the falcon and winter soldier like one of the pictures where like you put your head behind the cardboard <laughs> and and you take the picture with and your you friend take the picture with your friend <laughs> yeah I'm, i they could have did so much better than they, that well i will say this for the, the now the, this i think the falcon and the winter soldier because they never actually came out with like an official image it, it probably does look weird because i think it's like a photo of the actual poster itself you know what i mean so yeah. the lighting and things like that are off maybe the actual official one would look a little bit better but i totally get what you're saying man what do you think about the idea of bucky having the clean the, the clean look on his face his costume almost kind of reminds me uh, from the comic books, like oh, I feel like the only thing he's missing is like the the black sort of eyepiece that he wind up wearing. But he does look a lot uh, a lot slicker. And what do you think about the Falcon uh, costume as well? Uh, the Falcon costume is cool. It don't look too much different from what his costume looked like. It's just a different color palette, you know. As far as I kind of think that's the Captain America costume. You don't think that's his Mar America costume? It, it possibly could be, but I want to see how long it takes him to start calling himself like Captain America or Captain oh, Falcon yeah, or something awesome. like that. But Bucky looked like he's finna go take over Shield. That that's exactly what mm. it looks, and it, it makes me wonder if that's the Bucky we're finna get. If we're finna get Falcon, who becomes Captain America, but we get the Bucky who's finna become the head of Shield. That would be cool. I would be completely on board with that, honestly. Um, and then also just going back to the Black Widow one, I man, I got to talk about David Harbour, um, who's looking like the Red Guardian back there in the far right-hand corner. Gnarly beard. Uh, and I love the gigantic star he's got on his chest, too. I'm I'm really fascinated to see what this Red Guardian costume looks like. I'm I'm really excited to see it, too. He, he kind of reminds me. I can't remember the name of the wrestler. It's a wrestler from uh, Lucha Underground with a mask with a beard, uh -huh. just like his. Nice. That, that's what it reminded me of when I first looked at it. But I, I love the star on the chest, and I love how he's, you know what I'm saying? He's in the background, but he's in the forefront. They're, right. they're, they're letting you know that this character is important, which we know it. We know he's important. We know Red Guard is important. But uh, for those who don't know, it, it's just intriguing. Like, why is he on the right side? You know, why is he right behind Black Widow? You know, like, uh, who is that on the left behind? You know, like it make it makes it look like you want to know. It almost like they got the characters teared out on importance. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I can I could definitely see that. Yeah, because on the other side, we've got the red room. Uh, and it looks like Florence Pugh, who's up there as uh Yelena Bol Bolova. I can't yeah, I think I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Uh, but it does seem as though the red room's got some black widows of their own, or at least some some people certainly lined up as well. And of course the black uh, the taskmaster in the background. So I, I really love these two posters. And then the one that really kind of surprised me, and I'm gonna be honest, this is probably one of my most anticipated Disney Plus series, um, is in uh Scarlet which uh the uh wandavision this is the other poster that they wind up highlighting i couldn't find one with the actual logo on it but this is the actual poster itself um very sitcom -y. i mean the, the idea is that it's they've talked about that this show is going to take place sort of like in the 1960s um i think they even had a sort of like a brief teaser at d23 where they had snippets of the dick van dyke show sort of thing like this sitcom sort of element sort of mixed in with like this building eerie sort of music uh attached as the soundtrack to it so uh i mean it seems as though that might be the vibe that we're getting you can see in the shadows and things like that the uh silhouette of the vision and scarlet witch as well what did you think about this one as well indy well my first thing that stood out to me was the silhouette because if you look at the background of the silhouette that looks like the classic scarlet witch costume yeah with, uh, with her 
Yeah, her headpiece, right? Yeah. Um, I'm all for this. I'm but I'm a mark for sitcomy stuff. I grew up on Mary Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. So I'm uh I love Lucy. I'm a hundred and ten percent in for this if it's done properly, because I want to see where you know her mind's twisting. You see the TV's red. There's a red glow coming mm-hmm. off the television. It's mm-hmm. very subtle hints that they're putting on. It's almost like one of them pictures where you gotta look to see if you can find certain stuff. Like, <laughs> is, is that there? Is that there? So, um, this is becoming out of all the Disney Plus shows, this is becoming the one that I'm most anticipating. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Um, and and it almost kind of puts in perspective too. Like, it you know the one thing that I've been scratching my head about is all these random sort of casting of characters for this series, right? Like the idea of a Monica Rambeau popping up. Like we, we don't necessarily know how she certainly fits into it. Right. And then we also have uh, Kate Dennings, who's coming back as Darcy from the Thor films in this movie also. And then I think even, um, uh, who's the special agent from like Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be in here. Just just really random sort of MCU characters, but it kind of all makes sense if it's going to be sort of broken down into sort of like the sitcom type of thing, right? Can, like Monica Rambeau in this sort of world that we think Wanda's certainly creating could be something like just her next door neighbor. You know what I'm saying? That just kind of comes out, co- comes and hangs out with them. So I'm really loving the concept of maybe just playing up this sitcom sort of role, maybe be sort of like an over-the-top sort of sitcom 60s um, uh, television show would be great. Um, for me, I'm, I'm just really mostly excited about getting the opportunity because for me, I really do think that this is Wanda creating this alternate reality pretty much of what she wanted, what she would personally love her life to be like with um, with the vision. So I'm expecting kids. I'm expecting everything in here uh, based off of just some, some of the comic book adaptions that we've gotten in the past or comic book storylines. I think this is lined up to be one of the s- sleeper hits for sure when it comes to um, the, the MCU Disney series stuff. Yeah, uh, definitely. Most definitely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I feel like this is going to have the most impact on the MCU itself. That That's honestly how I feel. Um, the other ones would be cool, but this would be the one where you're like, man, uh, that's why Doctor Strange turned out the way it turned out. Like, like, if you have to watch any of them, this will be the one that you have to watch to understand how serious is going to affect the MCU because from everything we hear is going to be huge things for Wanda in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in agreement with you, man. Um, let's go over to the live chat real quick. Uh, let's see if we've got anybody uh, saying some stuff. Uh, JB says, what says, what's up, Adam? He winds up popping in. Good to see you, JB, as always. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gabriel says, Indy, we've missed you the past couple of weeks, man. Missed you too, man. Missed you. Too. <laughs> um, Gabriel winds up saying, "I think the casting is really good, especially considering we're uh, in for a Game of Thrones reunion because Richard Madden is uh, in the movie as well." That's right. Uh, Rob Stark himself is going to be in the film, uh, teaming up once again with Kit Harrington. What do you think about that? And do you think it's a little trippy? We got Cersei and we've got Rob uh, Rob Stark up in here. Uh, man, ain't nobody worried about Rob Stark. Rob Stark went out <laughs> like a punk. Like he shouldn't, he shouldn't even be able to be in movies after the way he went out. You know oh, what I'm saying? But, <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I'm all for it because, like I said, those two, uh, along with, um, I want to say, uh, Tyrion, who who is also in the MCU. You yeah, know, yeah, he played the 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 not the dwarf. Was he the dwarf? Yeah, the uh, yeah, 
he uh that made the um gauntlet and gauntlet yeah uh and made stormbreaker uh it's just it's just starting to seem like it's a natural progression now for uh characters who ha were good character actors that were in big budget you know what i'm saying television shows to transfer over to big budget movies because it just seems like it's an easy transfer you know like it's yeah. easy to go from the game of thrones schedule to come over and do an mcu movie because you're already prepared to do it now let's see if kick kick can get his beautiful wife in on the movies too you know let, <laughs> let her play a role and then i'll be happy yeah, why not? Bring bring him in also. Bring him in for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Doomsday says, uh, what upcoming Marvel studio movie are you looking forward to the most, Indy? Uh, definitely Doctor Strange Ooh. and the Multiverse of Madness. I like it. I like it. Good good, good choice, man. Uh, Mr. Porter pops in. Hey, I can't stay long tonight. Hey, it's all right, Mr. Porter. Thanks for stopping by, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. Um. They, they 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 going ham they're, they're, they're talking yeah, they in the chat today for real <laughs> uh so cmc official winds up saying wandavision hawkeye and miss marvel are my most anticipated mcu disney shows um let, yeah let me ask you real quick andy since you weren't able to join us last week what did you think about the announcement of uh uh she hulk moon knight uh and miss marvel uh the moon knight was coming uh regardless of what was going to go on so i was i was really geeked about moon knight uh miss marvel uh Kamala, Kamala Khan. I've always been a fan of her period and her struggle in trying to be a hero and come where she come from. The only thing that I think we missed out on is like her connection with running with Spider-Man and stuff like that. That's the only that's the only thing that I'm worried about is uh what is her role gonna be now that this this deal thing uh went happen. She-Hulk is just She-Hulk. Um, I honestly think that She-Hulk has come along uh if Seahawk does not end up with a Fantastic Four uniform on uh, any time in the future, um, it's a fail for me. Do you think that maybe they will take the opportunity instead of doing, say, a thing that we would get a She-Hulk instead? Or you think not yet? Or you think we'll, we'll, we would get a traditional thing for the Fantastic Four? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I could. I could. They, they would have to give me a thing. I, I would have to see the original four. But if it came to where the next movie something happened or like the thing stepped away or let's say the thing became an Avenger, you know, I would be all for She-Hulk filling that filling that position. It, it wouldn't bother me at one bit. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, let's see here. Um, actually, let's go ahead and jump on to the next uh, the next story here. Another Marvel uh, topic, because look, guys, we got to talk a little bit about Venom. Venom is actually starting to kind of grow on me a little bit, to be honest with you. Like not the first movie. Let's not. I wasn't the biggest fan of the first movie, but the way that things are shaping up for the second film. Uh, are really starting to excite me. And so uh, we wind up actually getting this article article from Collider um, that lets us know that Robert Richardson, um, one of the more notable cinematographers out in Hollywood, he actually just finished doing, uh, I believe, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Quentin Tarantino, has actually jumped on board to join Andy Serkis um, along with Tom Hardy for Venom 2. Um, now, the uh, cinematographer, uh, Robert Richardson, he goes on to tell Collider, he says, I was looking forward to entertaining um uh, for entering into that arena of comic book movies with Batman years ago with Ben Affleck. Uh, he said, I thought, well, this is something I haven't done and I would love to try and do. Uh, and then 
Andy Circus, who I worked with on Breathe, uh, came uh, gave me a call a month ago uh, and said that he was up for this and I would if if I would be willing. Uh, he said I'd seen the film, I watched it again, uh, and then they sent me a script and I felt like um, I would say yes to anything Andy uh, that th anything Andy wanted to do just because I would say yes to Andy. Uh, but I also think that it's a great it's a great film. Uh, I think it's unexplored yet and I, and that it's going to explode uh, and this film I think will help it explode because you have to uh, you have a remarkable central character with Venom uh, but now you've got Woody Harrelson so he also does confirm Carnage as well uh, who's going to obviously make his own little entrance here uh, we'll see what else comes from this Sony Marvel collaboration I look forward to it uh, it's a massive change for me but I'm very excited so that's what Robert Richardson says now this guy is most most notably known for his time for doing films like the avatar uh kill bill jfk also breathe once upon a time i mean this guy's been all over the place um what do you think about the way that this venom 2 sequel is certainly starting to uh, shape up india were you a big fan of the original venom film and if not uh what are you expecting for things to change going forward venom 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 <laughs> no i'm not a fan i'm a fan of tom hardy I'm a fan of his performance as Venom and as Eddie Brock. As far as the Venom movie goes, it was horrible. It was horribly paced. Uh, the action scenes weren't all, you know what I'm saying, that cool. Venom without Spider-Man included, it to me is not Venom. But Tom Hardy, as he does in roles that he's put into, excels in those roles, just like he did his bang. That wasn't my bang. But Tom Hardy made that role with the way they did it enjoyable. Um, I'm not hyped for Venom 2 at all. Uh, will I watch it? It's a comic book movie, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I went and saw it already Hellboy. has your, it already has your money. Yeah, I went and saw Hellboy. Uh, we reviewed this stuff, so <laughs> so I, so I'm gonna watch it. But um, nah, man. Until, until they, until I see the movie and it grasps me and entertains me like it should. I'm not going to give it credit because the first Venom film did very well in the box office, except it wasn't a very good movie. Uh, Spider-Man films tend to Spider-Man films, Spider-Man S films tend to do well, no matter how much they suck in Spider-Man three. Uh, but I don't know uh, when it comes out, I'm going to check it out and I'm going to be very honest about how I feel about it. And if it changes my mind, it changes my mind, but I'm, I'm open into it. I'm open to it being better, but I just don't see it. I hey man, trust me, I can definitely understand where you're coming from, man. I I personally was not the biggest fan. Um, um, I honestly wasn't the biggest fan of the Venom film. I mean, I've talked about this before. Uh, really, the only thing that kind of jumped out at me that I certainly took away from it, I actually didn't mind the relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom, uh, the symbiote, and what Tom Hardy was able to do, just kind of bouncing off of that and things like that. So that aspect of things I certainly liked. Like for me, while I'm a, while I'm a huge Tom Hardy fan, I actually didn't even like him very much in this particular role. I just didn't like his his um, the way that he brought Eddie Brock to life. Like that just it just didn't feel like an Eddie Brock to me. But I, when it comes to this film, though, when it comes to the sequel, 
I think I am going to give it a chance, though, um, just because of the people that they have wind up attaching to it. Um, the fact that I because for me, at least I almost I'm almost under the mindset of you, you can't go anywhere except for up. Right. Like it, it, it's got to get better than what this particular movie certainly was. And when you're bringing on somebody like an Andy Serkis, who at least does have some sort of directorial experience when he's dealing with a, a great actor like Tom Hardy um, and Andy Serkis has got experience with motion capture and CGI characters and things like that. I think he could add a really interesting sort of dynamic, uh, especially mindset wise, not only to Venom, but also to Woody Harrelson, uh, who's been confirmed for this film as Carnage as well. So I'm really fascinated to see what Andy Serkis can actually do with this material and sort of take it to the next level. And then if you could surround yourself with other people that are stellar at what they're doing especially cinematography if you can get some incredible shots and help sort of bring a different tone and a different atmosphere to what the film previously was then i'm on board with it then i think i'm going to give it a shot so when you when you add andy circus when you add a big time cinematographer when you had somebody like you mentioned with the talent of tom hardy i, I think i'm going to give it a shot I'm, I, I'm i'm actually looking much more forward to this movie than I ever was for for Venom One, uh, but again, it seems as though you and I are in agreement that we weren't big fans of that film. No, not at all. I mean, I'm I'm good for whatever can happen, but uh, I'm gonna check it out. Like I said, you you know me. I'm one of the people where if you change my mind, you change my mind. But you know, you have to work to change. You my gotta mind. convince it. Yeah. Down the first, but I have no problem going. Hey, album's wrong. That movie. That movie was good. You know. So we'll see what happens. And, and Sailor, I don't know what you're talking about. I am paying attention to this chat. That Eminem song for Venom was not good. That hook was atrocious. The only thing about the only thing good about that was the video. I, it was I, no, 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 no. Venom, 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 Venom. No, you're not feeling that, man. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's all right, man. Let me ask you then. Are you feeling the Joker movie, my friend? Because the Joker movie is almost here. Uh, it's going to be here October 4th. Uh, the movie is currently out on the Toronto Film Festival. Uh, it actually made its way to Venice, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's doing its runs before it actually lands itself here in theaters. Um, and it's been getting a ton of praise. We finally got our opportunity to check out the official trailer, the first official trailer. I think the last one was just a teaser. But we wind up getting ourselves a trailer trailer. And it blew me away, Andy. Uh, we also got ourselves a fantastic new poster as well. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the Joker trailer that we wind up getting uh, earlier this week? All right. Now, now we don't get paid for this. This is not a paid advertisement. But I, I just want to I just want y'all to be able to come in with me and understand how I received this trailer. OK, um, <laughs> story time with Indy. Yeah, definitely. Now, I'm standing in line at. You know what I'm saying? My local uh, cell phone store uh, purchasing a Note 10 Plus, right? And when I get the Note 10 Plus, it's supposed to have all these updated cool graphics and visuals. The re resolution is supposed to be amazing. So I'm wanting to watch something to see how it looks. So I'm standing in the store, and the first thing I do is put on that Joker trailer. Everybody is behind me. We are all listening to this amazing sound coming out this phone and watching these amazing visuals on this phone. I am not more excited for any other movie than I am for the Joker movie right yes. now. Yes. 
Nice. Yeah. This move, this is if you're not, if you're not going to follow comic lore, right? If you're doing something that is inspired on literature and not following the literature, this is how you do a movie. And I'm stating this before we even seen the movie. I mark my words, Oscar contender, uh, best picture at the MTV Movie Awards, uh, the criti critically acclaimed Joker performance that will finally make you forget about Heath Ledger. Joaquin Phoenix, when he when he was cast, I was like, uh, this will be his best role ever on screen. Mark my words. This will be his best performance you have ever seen on the cinematic screen. And there should never be another Joker after he does this. Like, <laughs> just move on from the Joker. Do another villain. Go, go do Batman who laughs. Like, you have to do something else. Because this man is getting ready to mind screw us like i am so excited for this i know i've been quiet in the chat and stuff about it it's because i don't want to jinx the movie and then it turn out bags i'm so excited for it you just jinxed it man you just jinxed <laughs> it. <laughs> no man I, lou i'm so pumped i'm so pumped that you that you're really feeling this film man because so am i uh from the uh from just the beautiful shots the cinematography in this trailer the amazing soundtrack that just kind of gives you goosebumps just sort of listening to it to just the incredible just like two minutes long, two, three minutes long. Uh, one of my favorite lines in here when he's sitting down talking with the therapist um, and he's just like, the, the only thing I have are negative thoughts, right? Like it just automatically sort of sets the tone for just the stuff that this dude is going through that's going to get him to that particular point of turning into the Joker. Um, I thought it was just, I thought it was just brilliantly done, man. I'm, you guys know also, I mean, for, for months we've, 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 been bringing you guys up with the Joker film and you guys know how much and how highly touted uh, we have talked about this particular film uh, really being hopefully an Oscar contender, hopefully a great opportunity uh, for everybody <laughs> hopefully a great opportunity uh, for everybody to truly see just uh, an award winning sort of uh, I guess to say performance uh, for a comic book movie it, look, it, this would be crazy, listen right the idea that DC uh, Warner Brothers will have come out potentially with an Oscar contender for best film, possibly win. W w uh, Andy, let me ask you a question, man. Let me ask you a question right now. How crazy would it be if Warner Brothers won a Best Picture Academy Award before Marvel? How crazy would that be? It'd be like, <laughs> y'all remember BVS? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember all that stuff y'all didn't like? Justice League? We here now. We told you we had. I could see them touting. Yo, it's going to be on every cup, every <laughs> poster. It's going to be t-shirts everywhere. I can see Marvel being teased. I can see Kevin Feige coming out. Congrats to Warner Brothers. And that, I, this movie could knock. Uh, this comes out this year, right? Yeah, right? October 4th, yeah. This could knock Endgame out of contention. Oh, for like... Um... Oh, as far like like if we're gonna get one comic book movie in the best picture nomination, this is this movie's gonna knock Endgame out, huh? Could, could you imagine if both of them were nominated? Oh, like man. like if we got both of them in there, oh, and man. Marvel versus DC, and fanboys would go crazy. Yeah, and DC wins. 
oh, I went, and we're not gonna hear the end of it, man. Yeah, and be like, you won an award, but your movie sucked. You know, like they, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be amazing because from you know, from I cannot I, wait. And then every DC movie you hear after that from Oscar winning director, <laughs> <laughs> from the studio that brought you the Oscar winning movie, The Joker. Like, oh yeah. crap. Yeah, it, they're it, always gonna have that on their mantle. Yeah, it'd be crazy, man. And it, it it's, would be it's, crazy. It's something they need. Is something they need because the in all honesty, MCU does not need that type of credit. We watch the movies, we know what they are, we enjoy them. Uh, they are what they are. But um DC needs a win, and and they need a win bad, and this could take them back to where they need to be doing the movies are because this this is the way I felt like a Harley Quinn movie should have been done. This mm -hmm. is the way a lot of the characters' movies should be done. You really shouldn't have a connected universe. You, you can have that off to the side. Like, do you connect the universe? There could be something totally different, totally different actors. But have your pieces, um, your your character outlooks, you know what I'm saying? When you're dwelling into who this character really is, uh, have them off on their own. It's so many different characters you could do this with. I mean, you can go through Joker, Riddler. And you know what I'm saying? It, it could be this whole world of how do these people become crazy? You know? Yeah, and I don't necessarily say I yeah, and I don't necessarily even need every movie to be a part of a cinematic universe. You know, like it, it's it's super beneficial just to have the idea of just a, a sort of standalone film where you can really just sort of tell the story that you want to tell because that's exactly what they're doing with uh, the Joker character, right? I mean, uh, Joaquin Phoenix has come out and talked about the idea that they this is one of the reasons why he took this particular role because this is a character with no definitive sort of origin story where you really can sort of take liberties and sort of use this character and you know the things that's happened in his life but sort of create your own sort of outline for him and really create something different and and unique something that we haven't quite seen before um and so i'm really glad that warner brothers really took the chance on this particular film where i think a lot of people really could have crapped on it and granted look look uh, everybody's loving this movie for those that certainly have seen it the general public certainly has not seen it it could certainly still be crap but i'm for me at least everything that i've seen has certainly floored me uh it's made me emotional it's given me goosebumps like I'm ready for just an incredible performance. And when it comes to something like the DCEU, I think this is exactly what Warner Brothers certainly needs for themselves, right? I mean, we really don't know what the DCEU is certainly going to hold for us going forward. Um, but look, I mean, we've got the Joker that's coming out that's looking pretty stellar in and of itself. Uh, we've got Birds of Prey that's certainly going to be just around oh. the corner. We really don't really know too much about that particular film uh, as well. Uh, we and, and, and again, after that, Suicide Squad but so I think DC is taking an alternate approach, doing something different, and maybe trying to bring us something and letting us know, hey, not every movie has to be standalone, but just know that we're at least taking the initiative uh, to give us something uh, extra as well. So, um, yeah, I I'm super pumped as well, Indy. So I I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just bring it on. Just bring it on. This is something – this is how hype I am for this movie. I would come to Texas – to go to the movies and watch this with you. That's it, how man. geeked I am for this movie. <laughs> what did you think about his laugh as well? Are you on board with uh, Joaquin's laugh? I'm definitely on board with that laugh. Yeah, and it I, almost, I it's almost like an uncontrollable thing, it feels like. Yeah, like almost like the, the character's coming out of him. Like, like he can't control it happening. When it happened, it happened, and like that's when it flips. 
Yeah, so I, I'm I'm super pumped. We know we're gonna get a Thomas Wayne in here. We know we're gonna get ourselves some mayhem. I, I'm I'm pumped to kind of see how this really begins, sort of the Batman lore for everything, uh, and just the Joker in general. Man, I, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying. Are you guys as excited about this particular movie as we certainly are? Let me jump over into the comments real quick. Uh, let's see here. trying to see if uh some highlights some things that we've actually talked about so far uh gabriel says venom 2 has um uh has more has him more excited than the first one i just hope they do carnage justice what do you think about that um since woody harrelson uh since the cinematographer did confirm woody harrelson are you excited to see what he's going to bring to the role as carnage do you think they might nail it uh i think he might nail it like i told you i don't trust their writers i trust the people that they're casting in the roles so it's something to where Woody Harrison could be an amazing Carnage, but they not write Carnage right, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm all for Woody Harrelson. I, regardless of what people think, some people don't give him the credit as an actor in which he deserves. You know, he's he's done a lot of different uh, types of roles. And every role he's been in, whether it's been just, you know what I'm saying, a side character or a main character, has been amazing you know like the the first time i was introducing him was white man can't jump mm, and yeah that was the first time i see him too yeah that was an amazing movie it made me go back and check out you know other stuff that he had been in um i still remember i mean everybody i've never seen a a person say a bad thing about zombie land you know mm. like everything he's in he turns into gold so i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to him and tom hardy bouncing back and forth off of each other that's honestly what I feel like is going to be very entertaining. Yeah, that I'm definitely looking forward to. If we eventually do get that Tom Holland and Tom Hardy, the Tom's meeting, uh, then definitely count me in for sure. Uh, let's see here. Actually, look at this. Sailor says uh, that Eminem song was actually the first that he's heard by him. Uh, so, uh, Sailor, let me just tell you right now, if that's the first Eminem song you've heard was the Venom soundtrack song, please do yourself a favor uh, and, and listen to some other Eminem. I promise you'll be more impressed with than with that song. Yeah. I don't know how you accomplished that. Because like, <laughs> yeah, so that, it, it was where the are time you from, point. Sailor? I'm kind of I'm kind of curious where you're from, Sailor. Yeah, it was time of point. I couldn't cut on the radio without hearing Eminem. <laughs> uh, Mr. Porter says um, I don't really uh, care for Joker in general nowadays, uh, but this film actually looks good. So yeah, I mean uh, that's that that's the power of a fantastic trailer, right? Like even if the Joker isn't your character, the fact that it at least gets you interested certainly says uh, a lot about it. Uh, Gabriel says uh, Joker is getting really good reception. Actually, it premiered at Venice uh, Film Festival. Yeah, that's what that's definitely what we brought up for sure uh let's see here uh cmc official says uh 2020 has two dceu movies bird of prey and wonder woman 1984 um out of those two what are you um are you looking at uh, looking forward to any of those indy not birds of prey <laughs> yeah we really prey. haven't even seen anything from it yet also but i just think in general that doesn't interest you huh no not at all not at all i, I told you when it comes to movies like that those characters for me are already cemented in the uh dc tv so mm. I it is they really can't get me interested in them when I already know these characters in live action. Wonder Woman gets respect for me just because of the first movie. So I'm going to give, you know what I'm saying, a second movie. I didn't think it was as great as everybody thought it was. It was a really, really good movie. Yeah, it I was thought a good it was, origin I thought story. It was a really good solid film. But yeah. I don't it wasn't uh this grandose movie that everybody was making out to, but it was good enough for me to just to give credit. I don't even have to watch trailers or nothing for you know what I'm saying for that new Wonder Woman movie. 
it's just going to get credit for me to go just off of how how well the first movie was done. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, Shadow Nova says, yeah, I think Joker looks all right. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gabriel says um, it was ironic seeing Mark Marin uh, in the Joker trailer, considering his recent comments about Marvel movies and their fans. Um, did you? Yeah. Did you uh, read that by any chance, Indy? Uh, Mark Marin about what he uh, his his comments and stuff. No, I ignored it. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm totally to honest ignore. with you. I, I ignored it. I normally ignore disparaging comments, especially since I am a Marvel movie fan, because you're only going to get one reaction from me. I'm not going to agree <laughs> with him. <laughs> so I, I just I just leave it alone. And no, I don't think it was shocking to see him in that trailer because he didn't already took the shot. So, you know, what I'm saying he took his side to start off with. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, man. Let's uh, let's see what we can go ahead and get into our next film. We're going to go ahead and actually stick into the DCEU here a little bit. Uh, we've got two more stories that I want to go ahead and uh, talk about before we wrap up here. Uh, let me go ahead and bring this up because I think one of the uh, other movies that a lot of people have been wondering about that certainly was announced a while ago uh, that we unfortunately still have not gotten to this day, which I think was technically already so have, supposed to have been uh, in theaters by now, I think originally when it was originally scheduled, but that movie is in fact um, the Flash film. Um, we actually get confirmation here that director Andy Muschietti, um, for, who is actually the director of the It films, uh, has actually joined on to be the director of the Flash film. Um, so after doing It's One and now It's Chapter Two, which is actually set to uh, release here within the next couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken, um, is actually getting uh, an upgrade, I guess you can say, going from it over to the Flash. Uh, the Flash movie has been uh, through countless directors already. I feel like we, they've had like three or four certainly attached to it already. Um, but it seems as though now Andy Muschietti uh, will, in fact, be joining, uh, joining, uh, you know, jumping on board. Uh, let me see if I can find the quotes that he wind up saying here uh, in this. What do you think about it, though, Indy, about the idea of the uh, it director joining on the Flash? I don't want to think about it. I think that's a great director to have doing the movie, especially for uh, the way he he frames his visuals. So I think that would benefit a Flash movie. But my thing is, I have to wait and see if he's going to stick around. Because I've been hype about a couple of directors that have joined on for this movie, and then they leave. I, I don't even... I don't even believe this movie is coming out. Uh, that that's just me. It's it's one of them things. Uh, Dr. Dre's uh, detox is a detox album, and the Flash movie they're not coming out. That, that's exactly how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping this movie comes out. I I really don't know exactly where it would even fit into the current DCEU as of, as of right now. Um it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. Like are we ever going to get this film? Is he certainly going to stick around? Um I don't even know if they necessarily even have a full script completed. It kind of sounds like they do, though. Um, reading what he talks about when it comes to Fandango, uh, he says, when we followed up to ask if his Flash movie would contain horror elements similar to the It movies, um, he 
wind up kind of shooting down that idea. He says, an element of horror? Um, I don't think so. What captivated what captivated me about The Flash is the human drama in it, um, the human feelings and emotions that play in the drama. Um, it's going to be fun, too. I can't promise that there will be any horror elements in it, really, um, but it is a beautiful human story. So that kind of almost just sounds like an obscure sort of outline for like just a movie right like something that you would just say about any of the cat not necessarily any of the characters but something you would just generally sort of say so it kind of makes me wonder like if they even have a script that's completely fully developed uh, i mean we haven't even gotten an official announcement as to like a release date as to when this movie is now coming out or when if it's been pushed back to whenever um who knows if ezra miller actually even comes back i think we're just kind of all under the assumption but i will say this i mean if you are going to replace somebody uh, as far as the di directorial role for this particular movie in The Flash, uh, I'll take Andy Muschietti. Why not, right? The guy did a fantastic job in the first It. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. Not as scary as I certainly thought it was certainly going to be, but as far as telling a story from the, the you know, a certain kid's perspective and things like that and what he was able to, to being able to do. I think something like that could really be a fantastic element for the Flash film. Um, I just think it's just a matter of, are we even going to get this film? You know what I mean? Definitely. I'm hoping we get it. Um, as you know, I wasn't a fan of the casting. I, I really feel like, um, but as you brought out to me, is that maybe the television character is a little bit too light. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to be looked at as taken seriously and how dark some of these uh, DCU movies go. So I understood that. Um, I didn't like Ezra Miller in Justice League at all. It, it, he just didn't feel like a Barry Allen. Uh, he, he he felt more like a kid Flash. You know mm. what I'm saying to me? Than, than the Flash. So maybe if they'd have played it that way. I got you. Instead of, you know what I'm saying, having a, maybe having a Wally West, him, him being a Wally West instead of Barry Allen. But uh, if the movie comes out, is flash you know i'm a flash fanatic you know what i'm saying i'm that th that's my thing that's my guy so you know <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely gonna go check it out and see if they do it right you know yeah i'm i'm certainly hoping they do it uh correctly i mean maybe this could be an opportunity like i know everybody talks about the idea of like flashpoint flashpoint but i feel like do you think flashpoint is maybe too broad of a film to kind of do for like your first flash film i think flashpoint is overdone and yeah, right I, I've, I, there's so many other Flash stories that can be done, and I think Flashpoint um, isn't it, isn't it at all? Yeah, I don't um, think so either. I was hoping that they would set up the the with with the DC EU. What I wanted them to do is what DC TV is doing. I wanted them to set mm -hmm. up Crisis on Infinite Earths. I wanted them to do something like that, but DC TV beat you to it. So how you were too slow. So you know. <laughs> Do what you can do, but I don't need a flashpoint because the flashpoint involves too many characters. We don't even have a lot of the characters established, you know, yet that, that flashpoint involves. I mean, just just do a good flash origin or or some type of movie and, and get it started to where we can have uh many more. Because Flash to me, and people might kill me for this, Flash to me is a way more interesting character than what Batman is. And mm, and, and it could be something where uh he could be the 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 Wolverine of the DCEU. You know what I'm saying? Where he, he's the one you want to go see. Because see, I've always looked at uh the Flash as sort of like the Spider-Man of the DCEU for some reason. I don't know why I've always looked at him like that. Because he tells jokes. 
that's, yeah, probably, that's, probably, that's probably the, that's probably the only reason but um spider-man is a big character but i feel like um yeah, I don't mean I don't mean like character size wise. I just mean like maybe like some characteristics, you know. Nah. Like I feel like everybody loves the Flash. Like everybody loves them some Barry. I almost feel like everybody loves them some Peter Parker. Yeah, I, I could definitely get you on that. But I feel like when I said the big, the big one, I just feel like the Flash is a more. I think although Spider Man might be more popular, I think the Flash is more prominent. And, and with the way he's written, you know what I'm saying? Everything, especially in DC Comics. I feel like he's a more important character than what uh, Spider-Man is. Like, like they're literally possibly finna write Spider-Man out of the MCU and not even think, you know what I'm saying, two seconds about it. But if you have a Justice League movie, you're doing anything like that, there's no way you could, there's no possible way in hell you could do that without the Flash. You can't have yeah. most of the storylines in the DCU without the Flash, but you can have storylines <laughs> in the Marvel without spider without spider-man yeah you're absolutely right considering this fact of just really how pivotal of a, of a role the flash really does play when it comes to a lot of the really big sort of impactful moments in dc comic book lore as well he always has a prominent role in him um a couple of things over here from the live chat tony robinson says amelia clark for iris uh would you ezra miller and uh, uh amelia clark would you like that indy maybe if we casted a different uh different flash Maybe if we casted a different Flash, but Amelia Clark failed me in Terminator Genesis, so mm, I'm gonna yeah, want her. I'm gonna want her to do something else before I let her into my comic book world. Yeah, I feel like outside of Game of Thrones, she hasn't really been super impressive or like a big standout in movies, at least. Yeah. Um, so maybe t TV may, in fact, be her role. Um, Mr. Porter says, Flash is my favorite DC hero, so I hope they do him justice and don't make him Batman 7.0. But if Justice League is anything to go by, um, I think it will be decent. Um, see, uh, see I, I know India wasn't the biggest fan of uh, of Ezra Miller, but for me... Uh, Ezra Miller was definitely <laughs> Ezra Miller for me, along uh, as the Flash, along with even Cyborg, uh, was really sort of the heart of the Justice League film. Um, I honestly thought I really did appreciate sort of their uh, chemistry in general. So I would like to see Ezra Miller certainly come back. Um, I think just based off of his state of mind and where he was at in the Justice League film, uh, really being sort of like an amateur at the whole superhero bit. Um, I thought for the most part, I really liked what Ezra certainly brought, but. Uh, let's see here. Um, Gabriel winds up saying, I'm on the I'll, I'll believe it when I see it mindset with the Flash movie. That's backwards, Indy. What does that say? I don't know. <laughs> you know I suck at these cameras. You do. Uh, Muschietti. Uh, Gabriel says, Muschietti is actually the fourth director um, signing on this project. And that's exactly what we were just talking about, right? Grant Gustin. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see Grant Gustin in a in a big time movie, man. I want to see what he's what he's able to do. But just going off of what Gabriel said here, he's kind of following your beliefs. The idea of I'll believe it when I see it, considering that it is a, the fourth director signing onto this project. Uh, I just, yeah, I mean, is he gonna stick around at this point, right? Like, how long is DC gonna actually wait uh, to make this film? I mean, if they do have a script. And we are now just confirming who the director is. I, I wish Warner Brothers would come out and give us some sort of release date or in, uh, some sort of date to look forward to. But maybe they don't even know. Facts. I, I don't know. I think it's something where they're just holding on to it to be like, we know you want to see it. So it's coming just to keep you interested. You know, like when uh, Wendy's decides to bring the spicy chicken nuggets back, but they make you wait for like. <laughs> three extra week like we promised they're coming but they're just not coming yet it, it's just it just feels like that like they're just dangling bait out to keep us interested in what they're doing have you tried the uh popeye's chicken sandwich by the way no 
and I will not. No, you're not a chicken sandwich fan? No, I'm not a Popeyes fan. Oh, man. It, I love me some Popeyes, man. Are you a Chick-fil-A fan? No. No. for oh, okay. I'm not a Chick-fil-A fan for political reasons. Their food is good, <laughs> okay. but I won't go purchase their food for political reasons. This is okay. not a political podcast, so we're not going to yeah, get no, into that. Not get into it yet. But no, um, you know me. I'm in the Midwest. Uh, I'm right next to Chicago, so Gus is famous chicken for me. Mm, they got the okay. best. They got the best spicy chicken, anything there. And I don't care what you say. I only had to bite something else. There's <laughs> nothing that tops their chicken. Okay. All right. So yeah, it is all. It's all regional, right? It all depends yeah. on where you where you at. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, let's see here real quick. Uh, Tony Robinson also says, I think Flash will get recast uh, because Ezra Miller is busy with other uh, other movies. I know Indy would certainly be a big supporter of that. <laughs> uh, Gabriel, smart man, you a smart man. Recast. <laughs> uh, Gabriel also says, I met John Wesley Ship at a con last year and asked him what he thought about Ezra Miller's Flash in Justice League. And from what he says, he's clearly not a fan of Flash in that movie. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, man. Come, come to on, the dark side. come on, John Wesley Ship. Come to the dark side. We're down with the OG DC TV. Um, and Mr. Porter has an important question. Which Flash is in the old uh, Justice League cartoon? Isn't that Wally? Uh, which Justice is like Justice League Unlimited, the original Justice League cartoon? I like it, the original one, but I could be wrong. The original one is Barry. And I believe in Justice League Unlimited, it switches to Wally. To Wally. We got some Wally West love over here. Zephyr shouting out Wally West is the better Flash, along with Tony Robinson. Oh, wait, no, Robinson's just answering. He's, he says it's the Wally West. But I'm glad we get some Wally West love yeah. up in here for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Wally West was the man. It was never the, the fastest Flash, but. Uh, okay. So let, can we, I want to bring this up real quick. Gabriel says, he told me. I'm a fan of Ezra's work as an actor and performer, but you could tell by watching that movie uh, that The Flash was not their top priority in terms of characters, which I will admit that, yes, that is absolutely true. But I don't think that's on Ezra, right? I feel like that's Ezra just trying to do his best with what he's sort of been given, though. Uh Yeah and no. I mean, <laughs> look, at we just talked about Tom Hardy and what he's done in his roles when he was giving crap. You know what I'm saying, and turned it into magic. It it, it, it is part of the actor's fault uh, to be able to take something that he has in himself and bring something into that character that makes people gravitate towards it. You to have that presence on screen. Uh, think about it. Um, the Rock plays virtually the same character in every movie he's in, but the way he <laughs> plays that character makes you adore it. That, that particular character that he is, no matter which role he plays. He was in the Scorpion King for all the five seconds. But when you saw him and the charisma came off, you was like, hey, that man's a star. I think Urza Miller is more of a name mm. than star power. Okay. And, okay. and that's what it is. And I really don't feel that he has the star power uh because his name is bigger than him to to play this role. I'm not saying that he can't act out the role. I, I feel you. like the shoes are too big for him to fill, and they're probably better going with another actor or a, a less known actor to play the role. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, I can definitely understand that for sure. Uh, it looks as though also, let me see. Um, Indy, uh, I agree. I wouldn't mind if DC decided to mesh movie and TV world. I'm assuming maybe that's your Grant Gustin comment. He deserves to be the Flash in the movie. <laughs> it's like, let me see them cast a Green Arrow that doesn't follow, recast Stephen Amell. We're going to have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and then Tony does have a question directly for you. He says, Indy, if DC decided to make a grant, the uh, grant, the movie flash, do you think CW haters will bash it? Yes, very much so. Uh, the, the, there are plenty of haters of the flash CW show uh, that say it's campy, say the characters can't act. Um, I disagree with that. I feel like they can act. And as have we seen the past couple of seasons with uh, Daniel Panabaker, they can also direct as well and it's a lot of the characters it's a lot of things that people don't know a lot of the people who star on these shows can't have a movie acting background you just probably didn't know who they were before you know what i'm saying like uh daniel pat what movie was daniel panabaker in what she was in a superhero movie sky high <laughs> yeah she was in sky High. you know like like they have a pedigree behind them it's just that they end up landing roles that seem to stick on these television shows and they, you know become fan favorites i mean uh, I think they did a disservice to themselves over not embracing their television world when making their movies. And I think that transition would have been a little bit easier. Well, for me, I, I'm 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 completely cool with them being completely separate entities. I don't I don't need everything necessarily to be connected. And I am in a big believer also that I just don't think some some of the actors there are qualified for big budget films i just I, that's just me i think so i just think some people are meant for television and some people are meant for 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 bigger things uh i mean so, so you don't think joe west is qualified to be in a movie it just depends on who the actor is though is what i'm saying you, you joe west, think... i do love me some joe west joe west, <laughs> joe west kill it. the man is extremely he can sing i'm sure homeboy could dance like joe west is a is a pretty top he's a good actor man i really do like him i, I was a little bit bummed what they actually did with this character this year uh, well, I think was it was disability. I like he wasn't healthy, right? He wasn't. Nah, he wasn't healthy at all. He was yeah. dealing with a lot of uh, illnesses and stuff like that. But he yeah. came. He came up and did his thing towards the end of the season, man. Yeah, yeah. he's certainly. He, it's, a, he it's, a, it's a totally different show when he's there. Yeah, so shout out to Captain West now. Shout out to Captain West. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, and we're gonna get into one last story here for you guys hold today, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Nah, nah, nah. Highlight, highlight, highlight that. Highlight that. I agree. Grant is a better Flash, but I still liked Urza, someone who I never heard of before Justice League. That yeah, is so I crazy. Say, I mean, Ezra. I mean, honestly, I didn't even know who Ezra Miller was really before the Flash. Uh, before the Flash, his role as the Flash in Justice League. So I'm kind of there with Mr. Porter. I, I don't think I recall seeing much of what he had been in. Like, I don't think I even started noticing him until the Flash, and then I was like, oh, he's in that uh, that uh, Fantastic Beast movie too, or something like that. I think it was. Um, so that's how I became a, uh, learned about Ezra Miller. Like, if he wasn't something else, I probably didn't even know home that that was him. You know what I mean? Like perks of being a wallflower. I mean, like, yeah, never seen it, man. And you, you know, you talk about me when you talk about movies that I haven't seen. <laughs> like, like you be killing me on not seeing movies, man. You never saw perks of being a wallflower. That I feel that like a, that's I feel like that that's a popular reason, one. Yes, I feel like that's the reason he got cast. Oh yeah, I never with. seen it. I never seen it, man. I never oh, seen it, man. That's crazy, man. But <laughs> hey, to, to each his own, you know. Yeah, it just it just hasn't come up for me. It's not that I haven't wanted to see it. I just, I guess, I just never, I had never known about it. So, uh, all, right. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and get into this last story, guys. We're gonna go ahead and continue along here with the DCEU. We're gonna get into some 
Justice League talk for you guys today, man. Some DCEU. I know not one of Indy's favorite topics to talk about in the world. Uh, but listen, I always love having these discussions when it comes to the DCEU or even Marvel. Um, but it does look as though, according to Bleeding Cool, they had the opportunity to sit down with Zack Snyder, cinematographer, um, to kind of talk about the Justice League theatrical cut to where um, the, the cinematographer said the movie was so bad that it actually made him cry. Um, so it seems as though when he sat down to do an interview, with comic book debate um they were talking with him and the uh, cinematographer winds up saying uh that yes i unfortunately have seen the movie uh he says it's really hard to say because i was watching it and i think i was crying all the way through uh so it's hard for me to say exactly how much was changed uh but a lot was changed it looked very different and it's sad for me because i love my work with zach i had the best time of my life uh there were many other things on that movie that made it so good apart from the fact that i was working with zach and the whole gang i met my wife on that job uh there were a lot of other things it was just a great shoot and so it was just a shame to see that the film turned out the way it certainly did uh and he also says uh, and you could just see that if you watch the first trailers uh you can see how the film should have looked and how the film did look uh when we were certainly shooting it um so the uh, let me see if i can find this gentleman's name here in the article let's see here Fabian Wagner is his name. That's the cinematographer for the Justice League film. Fabian Wagner, who was attached with uh, with Zack Snyder when this movie uh, this movie was done. Um, so let me say this real quick. When it comes to this particular story, I just want to say it is a little biased. I'm not going to lie. This this is a little bit biased in regards to the fact that this cinematographer was handpicked by Zack Snyder, okay? So this guy is close to Zack Snyder. Guy met his wife on the set of these particular films with Zack Snyder sort of thing. So I'm sure he's not going to come out and say, yes, our movie was fantastic and was better, right? Clearly, he's not going to say that. Or like, like, clearly, he's not going to come out and, like, shit all over his own movie. So clearly, he's going to say that he his, his movie was better than the others. So I clearly know going into this that this gentleman is a little bit biased. But I will say this, Cindy, this just continues to just prove to me the fact that this movie was never Zack Snyder's movie, man. Like the, the movie that wind up getting released in theaters, Justice League theatrical cut, at the end of the day, it really does feel as though it does not have Zack Snyder's handprints on there. Like you can clearly tell that, yes, there are some scenes here and there that definitely feel like Zack Snyder. But this the movie, when you watch the Justice League, especially theatrical cut, feels as though there is just various different hands involved in the making of this particular movie. Um I'm pretty sure you probably weren't the biggest fan of Justice League. Maybe you were. I certainly don't know. I would like to kind of get your perspective on the film in general. Um, but let me ask you, I mean, regardless of this guy's relationship with Zack Snyder, uh, do you think that the cut that they made was significantly better compared to the Justice League film so much to the point that it made this guy cry? I don't know if it made him cry, but I feel like the, the Zack Snyder cut is significantly better than the cut that went to theaters. I, I really do feel so. And just like I feel like there's a cut of the Suicide Squad that makes that movie way better, way better. than the version that we got. It's like that when you take somebody's vision um, and 
they give you their vision and you decide to start editing it and cutting it up to fit yours, uh, their vision is then lost and it's no longer their vision. So I'm pretty sure that Zack Snyder's version is way better. I don't know that this version was so bad made you cry. This version was so bad it made me get up and walk out the theater. See, that's crazy. I've never walked out of a movie theater, but the fact that it it, it was that bad for you, it, I think it, for me at least speaks volumes. It, I should have known after BVS what I was going to get, but I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> so I'm like, this has to be better. Wonder Woman did well. You know, like, I, I'm just thinking like that. Like, man, they got Jason Momoa as, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying, a beach bud, Aquaman. Like, I like I could live with that. Um I think I totally blocked Urzabella out in the movie. Like I didn't pay attention to anything he did. <laughs> and I was I was actually a supporter of Ben Affleck being cast as Batman because I knew he was a fan of the source material and how much he was into it. And things that Ben Affleck attached himself to, he tries to make it the best that it can be. So I knew that he was gonna put in the work for it. But it just the the the, the the villain turned out to be trash. They they could have picked somebody way better than you know what I'm saying who they picked. The the plot was trash. Um, the guy that played Cyborg was actually decent. Yeah, the, every Cyborg that's been cast as a late has been a very decent Cyborg. <laughs> he I really has. A, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a hard, you know what I'm saying, role to cast. But I I just I just don't know, man. It, it just it was lackluster, and I think it. It, it did a disservice to itself by coming out when it came out because it came out after a couple of Avengers movies that we saw how teams are supposed to work together and how that was supposed to be done. And the thing is, is that we got accustomed and we got spoiled by Marvel that when DC did what they did, we expected something from a totally different company that we were getting from another one. And we we have this thing where we measure these two against each other when we should just be watching them both for what they are. But even when you do that, Justice League is still trash. <laughs> and I, I do think that has a, a lot to do in part with, you know, um, the fact that, this, that, that WB did try so hard to try and keep up with Marvel, right? That they... They that that as us as fans, we have gotten so we we were certainly so spoiled with what we had gotten from Marvel that WB Warner Brothers certainly thought that that's what everybody certainly wanted. Right. So why not bring the guy on board that winds up doing the Avengers? Right. Let's go ahead and bring on Josh Whedon. Let's go ahead and get our own hands in here and try and um, manipulate this film and kind of turn this film in sort of the direction that we're trying to go and make it feel more like a Marvel film, like an Avengers film. But that's just not the Justice League, man. Like, that's just not, that's just not the Justice League. They're just, they're, they're certainly their own entity and certainly should have had their own story played out. So I would have really been fascinated to kind of see what Zack Snyder um, certainly would have come, uh, would have certainly have come up with. I mean, look, you guys know, for those of you who don't know my stance when it comes to the DCEU, I'm a huge supporter of it. Like I, I, I'm, a, I'm just a comic book fan in general. So it doesn't matter if it's Marvel or DC, I'm going to just eat it all up, quite frankly. But you know, when it comes to Man of Steel, I love Man of Steel. People look at me crazy when I say it's honestly one of my top five five favorite comic book movies of all time. Like for me, Man of Steel is extremely underrated. And anytime that I watch it, it actually continues to get better and better for me. Um, Suicide Squad wasn't the biggest fan of. 
of BVS, I certainly didn't mind it so much, but there are certainly aspects to BVS that I certainly could definitely do without. Uh, Lex Luthor, get him out of here, complete trash. Um, the Lois Lane and Superman relationship, I'm just not a fan of. As much as I love, is it Rachel McAdams, not Rachel McAdams, uh, uh, is that her name? Rachel McAdams, right? Who plays Lois? No. Who plays Who plays Lois, Indy? Let me see what Google says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you Google that for me? I just didn't like the chemistry between her and Henry Cavill for Superman in here as well. It just really took me out. I would recommend, though, guys, if you have not actually watched the extended cut of Batman versus Superman, uh, that is a much better uh, film than the actual theatrical cut for sure. It actually puts more elements back into the movie that I think the movie was certainly missing. Helps the movie kind of flow just a little bit better. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yes, I always get her and Rachel McAdams completely mixed up. Weren't they together in um, uh, Wedding Crashers? I believe. Was, I feel a like they might have was Amy Adams in Wedding Crashers? Was she in Wedding Crashers? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe they, not. They, they look alike. Two. Yeah, they two. They two. They they both look alike. I they I always trip up on, uh, on both. Of them. Rachel's from uh, Mean Girls, right? Rachel McAdams. So. Yeah, so. yeah. They do. They do favor each other. Rachel yeah, Nick Adams do. is in Doctor Strange, isn't she? Yes, that's yes, that's the other movie that she's in. That's the other movie that she's in. But um, but yeah, so I would have liked to have seen this cut. I think Zack Snyder had a plan that he certainly wanted to go ahead and formulate. Um, I mean, he had a whole entire plan for the death and the reign of Superman, the return of Superman. He had a concept for a sequel for for Man of Steel and a sequel for Justice League sort of thing that he really wanted to play out to help sort of establish and lay the groundwork out for um, the, for Warner Brothers and their DC universe. It, it's just a shame that Warner Brothers, unfortunately, had to come in and, and sort of mess things up a little bit. I don't want to say mess things up because, I mean, look, some people just weren't satisfied with what Zack Snyder was certainly doing with the DCEU. So I can understand people's hesitancy towards, oh, the Zack Snyder movie wouldn't have e wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have been good regardless. But I got to think it certainly would have been better than the theatrical cut that we wind up getting. It just felt all over the place to me. Yeah, most director cuts are better than theatrical cuts because it's actually the vision a director wanted. Think of every director's cut you ever watched, even if it's just the add-in of two or three minutes and maybe the scenes are shot from a different perspective than what, you know what I'm saying, a theatrical cut was, they normally tell a richer and more coherent story than what you get from a theatrical cut. And that's why I, I trust Zack Snyder. When you give Zack Snyder a movie, you put his version of a movie out, it's normally good. Let's think about the movies he did in the past for us. Right? Yeah, I love I love 300. 300 yeah. was fantastic. Um, Sucker Punch, not the strongest film, but great action sequences. Um, Watchmen, one, a movie that I personally... Oh, I'm personally a really big fan of Watchmen. Like when, whenever I think of Watchmen, just the grittiness behind it, that's kind of how I've always pictured like my DC cinematic universe to be just a little bit more gritty than normal sort of thing. Um, and then, of course, Man of Steel. And, and I'm sure he's got a couple other ones I can't think of off the top of my head, though. Yeah. Yeah. And Watchmen should have won an Oscar, to be honest with you, at that at that day and time. It, it should have. But they 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 basically cuffed his hands behind his back and said, do what you can. It you was know. very re reactionary, yeah. I felt like, 
right? Like listening so much to what people were enjoying from Marvel side of things that they really just wanted to rush and just try and catch up with Marvel as quickly as possible. And at the end of the day, the results are now we have ourselves a DCEU that's just sort of in a state of confusion trying to sort of reboot itself now. Yeah, that's Aquaman and Wonder Woman, which are the two characters that shouldn't be leading your DCEU. <laughs> yeah i get well and now right based off of where we've kind of take where they've kind of taken us before because listen i look i love henry cavill as as superman i think he embodies just what a modern day superman is certainly supposed to be i know he's got a huge following ben affleck for me i, I really thought like I, honestly from when ben affleck was first originally cast i thought it was a great casting one because of the fact that i know exactly his love for that particular character and he's just talented behind the camera and in front of the camera as well and for, for from what i saw from bbs i absolutely loved what he did as batman in that particular film but on the other side when you look at ben affleck as batman in justice league that's not even the same batman from bbs like whatsoever like homeboy just got himself like a happy meal upgrade all of a sudden like i it, it my batman should not be cracking jokes like that man he, he got him some princess diana that's what happened <laughs> A little bit on the side. Convinced, that's how he convinced her, huh? Yeah, that will make anybody's day change. Uh, we got Zephyr says, don't forget about Shazam. It's not that it's not Shazam was a good movie. It's not the fact that I'm forgetting about Shazam. It's the fact that Shazam was forgettable. That That's the problem. It was good while I was watching. It was good while I was out. But it's not a movie that I go back to and reference all the time because I forget the movie was even out because it really didn't have nothing that stuck with me. It was just entertaining for the moment. Yeah, I was a. I I didn't mind uh, Shazam. I actually really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was hilarious. I actually, and that movie actually turned me into a a, a bigger Zachary Levi fan than I certainly was before. I really do think that he embodies that character extremely well. So I, I think he did a really good job as Shazam for sure. Um, I think it would have been nice to see the movie get a little bit more money um, out of the box office. I honestly, I think it deserved uh, 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 definitely deserved a little bit more money than certainly would have got. But it certainly wasn't memorable. You know what I mean? Um, but I really do think that if they had were able to keep somebody like a Ben Affleck around, uh, somebody like a Henry Cavill around, and allowed Zack Snyder to at least let his story be told, I do think that the DCEU would certainly look vastly different and maybe be in, uh, maybe be in a little bit better of a spot. I mean, look, I know some people weren't fans of what Zack Snyder did, but I, I'm a big supporter. I, I'm a I'm a big supporter of let if you're going to hire somebody to do a job, right? Let them do the job that they certainly were were certainly meant to. Because listen. Man of Steel, I thought, let me see if I can pull up the box office results real quick. Because um, I feel like for the most part, the movies themselves made a significant amount of money. Like uh, worldwide, Man of Steel made $668 million. I mean, uh, yeah, give me that profit. Uh, let's see here. Batman versus Superman. Box office. Let's see what Batman versus Superman wind up doing. 872 million dollars so like when you're going into justice league what about that is telling you we don't like these movies uh, right? like, like oh, oh go ahead go ahead Andy. uh what's telling you we don't like these movies the fact that uh batman versus superman tricked us yes it made over 800 million dollars <laughs> but, but what was the consistency after the movie came out you know for us to go into justice league it's like i i, I don't I, I don't really know and then, and then to me, when you look at the the worldwide box office, you look at the gross box office, what stuff made. I always feel like you got to subtract the cost, the production cost of the movie, to see what we I mean, really made. 
I mean, you do, but that's a, but that's a, what I'm saying is regardless if the movie made 600 million, regardless if the movie made 800 million, it's still making a profit. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, even if the movie costs $200 million to make, Warner Brothers is making money off of this, right? Like you, you go into, you, you make Superman, Superman makes a significant amount of money, right? It gets hype. It gets people hyped for something like a Batman versus Superman, right? So people go out to see Batman versus Superman. The movie makes 800 and something million dollars. You don't go, back like you one person doesn't just go to movies to see this movie once and that movie's capable of making 800 something million dollars like it's got to have repeat viewings people have clearly have got to have had enjoyed the movie enough to certainly go back and watch it so why would you wind up changing something like a justice league film when box office wise everything is certainly tell you that people are coming out to check out this film I mean, people just go just just to go, but I don't I don't. It I'm doesn't. Mean, it doesn't. Made. Yeah, it doesn't mean that the movies were good. Think about Here it. Here we go. Forty percent. Oh, forty percent Rotten Tomato score for Justice League. Um, that's the Rotten Tomato score. Audience score, uh, seventy-two percent for that one. Uh, let me see what Batman versus Superman was like. I think that's the deciding factor, right? Technically. Cause like if that movie does terribly or why isn't it pulling it up now? Oh, and and to clear myself up, uh, Zephyr, I, and uh, I see you up there. I'm not. I'm not saying forget Shazam. I'm saying Shazam was forgettable. Not saying that it was a good movie. It's just that if y'all wouldn't have bought it up, I wouldn't even remember that they made a Shazam movie. <laughs> that a Shazam movie? But uh, to give it credit, as much as it got trashed when the pictures leaked and how the costume and stuff looked and everything like that, they pulled that movie together. And it was actually entertaining. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so uh, Toku winds up saying, uh, I tried to watch Justice League twice and never finished it. To me, it is the worst DCEU movie. Ouch. Worth the, uh, I mean, worth hey, the Suicide Squad? A suicide Squad was pretty trash. Um, but yeah, see, Andy, I mean, he, he couldn't get through it twice. You couldn't even get through it once, man. You're like, screw this, man. Well, I'm out. I, I got I got through it. You know, I went I went home. You eventually I, I went home and <clears throat> fire sticked it later and watched it. <laughs> but he couldn't, he couldn't make it through. So I, yeah, you're you're not alone, Toku. Trust me, you're not alone. Welcome back, Doomsday. Um, my supporter says, so would you want them to restart the DCEU? Uh, I really don't know how they would, how, how they should go about doing this, honestly. Do nothing but Wonder Woman and Aquaman films for the rest of the time. That's all Just you need to do. Sequel after sequel. Yeah. <laughs> let's go into uh let's go ahead and jump into some uh some viewer questions here real quick uh, i'm gonna go ahead and jump over to our youtube community page i know we've got maybe a few in there as well uh let's see here what you guys are saying over in the community page uh jessica friedman she asks if you could pick a character for supergirl to have their own spin-off uh who would you pick hmm and she does ask a female DC hero solo film. Who would you get? Mm. So I would say this for 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 a for the for Supergirl a spinoff. Um, I'll give you two different spinoffs I would like for Supergirl. One I would like either 
uh, a Martian Manhunter series because um, I do like David Harwood. I would either like to see a Martian Manhunter series or give me a Legion of Superheroes, um, like the Legionnaires. Um, they've kind of already set that up with Brainiac, Monel, Saturn Girl. Uh, we even have Dreamer now here uh, as well for this season or the, the last season also. Um, so you've kind of established yourself with a. Um, a legion of superhero team already um so yeah i would be I, I would actually push for legion of superheroes show over martian manhunter uh what do you say to that though Indy? well what is jimmy osa's character the patriot uh he's the the guardian he's the guardian, guardian. Mm-hmm. i would take a guardian uh spinoff i like it i like uh, it guardian car the guardian comics were uh pretty entertaining and i, I like uh makai as uh and i'm kind of upset that he's leaving he's leaving the show right you're, you're, yeah. you're the supergirl. You're the supergirl. Uh-huh. I ain't yeah. caught up. Yeah, Makai is actually leaving um, uh, Supergirl this year. I think uh, he's going to be lasting maybe through the halfway point of the season. Um, so I'm assuming that he probably doesn't make it out of Crisis, man. Mm. But I could be wrong. Um, who do you think um, any female characters you'd like to see get a solo film? Zatanna. Satana, yeah, I know you're a big supporter of Satana. And speaking of Makai, real quick, uh, Tony Robinson says, not to go off topic, uh, what do you guys think of the recent Mortal Kombat castings? Because Makai was just uh, cast as, um, ah, who Jack. is he cast as? Horrible. Jack, yes. Horrible. <laughs> these, ca- these casts for me are complete trash, except for Liu Kang. Yeah, Liu Kang's really the only one I really yeah, care about the most, complete honestly. Complete trash. It's too many people out there. We don't had too many live-action remakes, especially the one, was that Bat and Son? Was that Bat and the Sun that did the one, the Mortal Kombat? Uh, or was it no, it was the guys that did the uh Street Fighter. I can't remember who they are, the ones that did the Street Fighter uh, live action that yeah. uh did the Mortal the Kombat machine, joint Machinima, yeah, whatever. Yeah, mach- they had their castings correct, like those castings were on point. Like, I don't know how you I don't know how Michael Jai White doesn't get jobs. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he gets jobs, how he like, doesn't either. He looks, walks, and acts like Jax. Yeah, so, I don't know why he didn't get it. Why don't you have him playing Jack? Yeah, he's got a martial arts background. Like, come yeah. on. I think they're just going off of who's popular right now. Makai's face has been seen on, you know what I'm saying, CBS, CW. So it's like, uh, let's let's grab this guy. He's bald, uh, pretty decent physique. Do- doesn't have the Jack's build to me. So I guess we're yeah, getting he's another. Gonna I, to, he's going to have to get more swole for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're, we're getting another skinny Jack's. I think so. that this is I, I think this also maybe points out and I know this is a little bit off topic, but I this almost to me almost points out budget uh, for what the film could potentially be. Right. The fact that we don't have uh, a really big, big name star sort of attached to it like that. Bro, how much does Michael Jai White cost? He can't cost that no, much. No, no, I'm just no, I'm not just saying not just for Michael Jai White. I'm just saying just just in general from some of the castings, right? Because you said overall the castings you haven't just been impressed yeah. with, right? So I it, I think it also brings into the concept the idea that maybe this movie is going to be a lot smaller of a budget than some of us are certainly thinking, right? So maybe they can't afford some of these characters, yeah, some and, of these. And then how don't you capitalize on the video games and just? As as much as most of us might not like it, but if you want star power, how do you not capitalize on casting Ronda Rousey or Sonya Blade? 
<laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I feel like she would love the opportunity. I mean, she's not the strongest actor in the world, but it's Mortal Kombat, right? When, we, when, I mean, when, has, Mortal Kombat. when has Sonya been the most entertaining character in Mortal Kombat? That's what, that's what I was saying. Like, it, it, it's Mortal Kombat, though, right? It's Mortal Kombat. Um, all right. Let's get back to the next question here. Um, so Zephyr has a question. He says, with Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk coming to the big screen on TV, um, you think we can get the Defenders back? Um, I want my Iron Fist, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Punisher Backman. Um, to uh, to that, let me just uh, to that I'll say I do think that we'll eventually get a Defenders back, but I do think that it probably will be a, a much different team than than what we had from Netflix. What do you think, Indy? I think you we can't have them until the whole. I think they can't use them for two years because they broke yeah, the contract like with Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, and I feel like to be honest with you, I feel like that's the only reason you don't have them on like right Disney now. Plus now because those would have been shows to jump off with to run with, and uh, I think there is a rumbling about introducing them into the MCU and not even taking them to uh, television. You know, having the defenders. Uh, which would be really smart because Daredevil is an easy character to use to replace Spider-Man on that um, hero of New York. You know what I'm saying? Like friendly neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Hero. Daredevil is the perfect person to replace that. Uh, people like Luke Cage, heroes for hire. Those are the, you could take, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what is it called? Um, help by committee. You know what I'm saying? Take, oh, take yeah. all these heroes to replace that one. It's something that they could easily do. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, like for instance, like a Matt, a Matt Murdock. I think if they truly wanted to, they could easily maybe put into say uh, a She-Hulk movie, right? Like if they are going to go with the idea of Jennifer being uh, a lawyer still, uh, maybe there is a sort of a brief sort of connection where she winds up meeting with somebody like a Matt Murdock just to in, just to introduce him into the overall MCU, right? I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to eventually go on to become. Uh, you know, into the the movies or anything like that. I mean, maybe just the introduction from She-Hulk will help branch off into just sort of a television series for them, and they can kind of build off of that once again. So, yeah. And what I like about the Netflix shows that they could do with that is you don't even have to have the main actors. Like to to have that relevance, all you got to do is go get Foggy. You know what I'm saying? And and have mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying She-Hulk having a conversation with Foggy uh, or any of them uh, interacting with any of them other characters from the show. And it, it lets us know that they're coming. That's one thing that the Netflix shows did really good, that they made the secondary characters prominent enough that they could actually show up in other shows. And that would be a reference for, you know what I'm saying, the main hero. And it wouldn't bother you at all. Yeah, completely agree for sure. Uh, let's see here. And we got one more question. This one's from Doomsday. Uh, new to the idea of A plus here report, usually with us on A plus more phenomenal. Um, he says, have you heard of the phase four Marvel studio movies? And what do you think? Um, are you excited for the lineup, though, overall that we've got for phase four? Because um, like, I will say this phase four is, is grown because they had those three additional MCU television series. They have included those as part of Marvel phase four, according to Kevin Feige. So this is this is rather huge. Um, uh, how do you feel about the lineup that we've gotten so far for the phase four Marvel movies? It's perfect. It's, it's just enough of the old with just enough of the new um, with things that can actually change the uh landscape of the mcu um uh falcon and winter soldier uh shang chi isn't talked about enough at all i believe shang chi would be really really huge uh, and i really think that's uh i, I feel like shang chi is gonna have a lot to do with a little iron man lore 
I think you're going to hear a lot of, you know, what happened in them three Iron Man movies uh, being talked about in that Shang-Chi movie. The Eternals will be huge. Uh, Black Widow feel like it's just going to be a thrill ride. It like we're getting mm-hmm. what we wanted and we're getting that one off. Oh, my God. Yes, this was amazing. But like I said, Doctor Strange is the one that stands out for me. And that will probably be the biggest movie in phase four. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what. Else. So we have Black Widow. We've got Thor. You know, I'm going to say I am actually interested to see what they do with Thor four. Um, so forgettable. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm really I'm I, for me. There's just a lot of question marks in regards to that one. Um, that I'm really fascinated to see what Taika Waititi is going to be able to do with that character. Like, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Natalie Portman and what she's been able to do as Jane, I'm I'm wondering if Taika um, is going to make me care about Jane. Like, I'm wondering if they're going to be able to make people, I don't want to say forget, but if they're going to be able to... Um, uh, turn the MCU fans into more of a support base for uh, where they're going with the the Mighty Thor and things like that. So I am fascinated to see how they're going to manage to pull it off. Because uh, yeah, I, I'm I have a lot of question marks. Well, let me get this to you. Um, you know why I'm not excited for Thor. I know you're not excited. But if somebody said before that they wanted a million clock in the MCU, right? Uh, yeah, oh no, someone says Amelia Clark as Iris, but I, 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 guess I, I don't I don't want Amelia Clark as Iris. Replace Natalie Portman with Amelia <laughs> Clark, <laughs> and Thor will be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> so, well, I will say this: uh, Natalie Portman is a better actor than Amelia uh, Clark. I will. I, 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 will, I don't agree. Oh really? Okay. Hey, hey, hey. I don't don't agree at all. (laughs) I just don't think the role that we've gotten for Natalie Portman is has been that has been that role for her. I really would have liked to have maybe seen her in a different role because I just never liked I've just never liked Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, unfortunately. So that's I guess another reason why I'm going into this because I actually as a fan of the the Mighty Thor comic book, I really like the story that they wind up telling for her. Um, And so for me at least, it's just. Uh, it's just like I said, it's a lot of question marks to see how they're going to adapt such a, a great storyline like that for a character that I'm not a fan of. Do you know who should play Mighty Thor? Who do you have in mind? Becky Lynch. <laughs> like like the like a stunt double? No, like Becky Lynch should play Mighty Thor. <laughs> no, you don't. You went with Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. Woo! No. Oh. Not at all. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. No. Give me, give right. me Becky Let's Lynch. Go. All right. So that's uh, that's all the questions that we have so far for uh, on our community tab. Uh, let's go ahead and take a few questions also from the uh, from the live chat real quick. Uh, Mr. Porter says, so what Batman villain uh, would you like to see get the same treatment as Joker? Uh, for me, I would like to see them do Clayface or Red Hood if they're counting him as a villain character. Who would you oh. like, Indy? Batman who laughs. Oh, so you want something like Joker movie style esque movie about Batman who laughs? Batman who laughs. Interesting. Yeah. Man, that's a good one. Oh, God, I don't even know that, who. That, I- that might be what we're getting I, right now, but I, I, I don't know. They, they could blow my mind with that. Yeah, they certainly could. I'm trying to think of who I would have as a from a Batman villain. Come on, come on, you got it, you got it. 
this is going to sound boring, but I actually wouldn't mind seeing this. No, no, I don't like that one either. Now I'll come back to that one. I'll come back to that one. I'll come back to man. that one. <laughs> I'm trying to think. That's a tough one, man. I was I was going to say Catwoman, but I just feel like, no, we've no. got so many iterations of her, man. Mm-hmm. I've been way too many iterations. And, ha- and haven't had a good one in the movies to me. No, I did, not like, no I, I did not like Michelle Pfeiffer. No, I wasn't the biggest fan? No, not at all. It, of anything she's done, period. <laughs> <laughs> JB says what? Says Batman versus Batman uh, versus Superman was a pure trap and trash. I'm I'm taking that phrase. I've never heard that before. Trap and, and trash. I'm using that. That is now in my vocabulary. Well, like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a look. I, I don't look. I wasn't the biggest fan of Batman versus Superman, but I actually didn't mind it, y'all. I actually I actually uh, took a lot away from that film. I I really didn't mind it. I know. Uh, look, I look the whole Martha thing. I know people want to jump on the whole Martha thing. That really does not even bother me as much as much as other people certainly think. But uh, the Lex Luthor can really go. I was not a big fan of the Lex Luthor, but everything else, I feel I feel like I really enjoyed. I don't. I, I guess I, I I look at that movie and I'm I scratch my head a little bit as to why people didn't like it as much as uh, as, as I thought they would. But um, I thought it was a great element for Batman. I thought it was a great sort of emotional struggle for a Superman film to try and figure out how to balance the idea of people now looking to him as this godlike sort of figure. Um, I wish we had got maybe a little bit more of Wonder Woman, but I kind of enjoyed how she fit into it. Um, I honestly feel almost like if Doomsday hadn't been spoiled in the damn trailers, maybe it would have been a little bit better of a impactful moment. I don't think the movie needed uh, Doomsday, but I certainly I certainly didn't mind it. Um, it was just okay for me. I But I, I wouldn't say pure trap and trash. But hey, to each his own, man. To each his own. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who's your favorite Mar- uh, Mortal Kombat character? Mm. I've always been a Scorpion man myself. Johnny and Cage. Reptile. Reptile used to jump out at me a lot. I used to love me some Reptile. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. I like it. Uh, Tony Robinson says he felt that the uh, Scorpion casting was spot on. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Porter says, I don't like Luke Cage and Iron Fist as solo heroes, but I really enjoy them as a heroes for hire. I'm, I honestly would love to see a heroes for hire. I actually mentioned that uh, several times when I believe Indy was doing reviews for Luke Cage and Iron Fist and things like that. I've always brought up the idea like, look, man, give me them as a heroes for hire sort of show. That's really the direction I would love to see them highlighted in next. Uh, for me, I, I don't mind that. I really like the Miss Heels for Hire, but I need these cliffhangers that I was left on fulfilled because Iron Fist and Luke Cage left off with some of the biggest cliffhangers ever when it comes to uh, the Netflix Marvel TV shows. Like, I need to see Luke as the, you know, see where he's going as, you know what I'm saying, the gang lead, the boss, the dude that, you know what I'm saying, runs the city. And that, that friggin' out of left field Iron Fist, you know what I'm saying, leave off with him, you know, training and probably learning how to use his powers in a different way was crazy too i need to see that as well yeah i'm sure that yeah i see i i wish i had followed them along with them better to uh well i'm kind of glad that i didn't now that i now that i know that there's cliffhangers out there i would have been so pissed uh tony Tony robinson says where's lady sith i have no idea man um or lady sif isn't it sif sif i believe yeah she Uh, is uh on mission 
I mean, that, that, that's yeah, that's the way they put it. She she went to go do something. So maybe she uh, maybe she pop up in uh, Thor four. Maybe she'll be uh, Valkyrie's wife. I don't uh, know. Tony Real Robinson cool. says uh, I'm kind of over Thor. He's too goofy now. Um, I, I actually like the the added humor elements of Thor. I think Thor is one of the characters that have actually uh, surpassed the test of time. I guess you can say, right? He's gotten over his three trilogy films like everybody else, and now he's the only hero that's actually getting a fourth film. So I think that the the humor was actually a really nice sort of added element to him. And I know some people felt like maybe in Endgame he was a little bit too comedic, but I think if you take a step back and realize that he's kind of using that 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 comedy his comedic side to kind of mask and you know cover up all the depression and pain that he's kind of dealing with i think it kind of makes you look at it in a different light what do you say andy that's literally what he's been doing for the past couple of movies he's been covering up the pain and the struggle that he has with the humor trying to trying to hide that uh because he looks at himself as big bad you know what i'm saying god of thunder and he uses the humor to try to hide that he's hurting that he's broke yeah, so I didn't I didn't mind the the humor so much part, but I can I can understand when you're so used to one character being some a certain way, and then they kind of add additional element to it. Maybe it kind of takes you off of it. But for me, at least, I've actually thought it kind of heightened uh, the character. Uh, Jamal, what's up, Jamal? Thank you for jumping in. Hey, BVS was amazing. Hey, Jamal, thank you very much for being uh uh for jumping in, man. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> on the other side of things, Tony says BVS was a Taco Bell fart. So, I mean, <laughs> like it's each its own, right? I mean, that's the great thing about movies. Uh, JB says, what says, I just saw a clip of Halle Berry as Catwoman and it was horrible. I've actually still yet to see that full movie. I, I That's one movie I can't sit through. Nah, nah, I can't do it. No, <laughs> not, do it not your thing? Nah, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't find, uh, this is unpopular opinion. I don't think Halle Berry is as great of an actress as people say she is. Uh, I don't know if I've ever held her to like extremely high standards as far as acting wise, um, but I haven't minded her so much. I just don't think th that movie in general was just it was just just wasn't for her. I don't think like at all. That movie just should not have been made. Um, oh, here you go. Uh, Shadow Nova says I would cast Chris Pratt as Johnny Cage in the MK <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat movie. I can see it. I can see it. I could rock with it. Chris Pratt could pull it off. Um, Mr. Porter says, um, going back to the Batman, oh, not Batman related question. What Marvel movie would you like to see get the Joker? Um, he said for DC, at least he would like to see Lex Luthor. That's a great one. Uh, Lex Luthor. And then for Marvel, a Magneto film, sort of like the Joker style. That's kind of cool. I kind of dig the Magneto idea. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else villain wise. I feel like there's probably a minefield of like Sinister Six, like uh, Mr. Sinister stuff you can do. Sabretooth. Mm, that's another good one. That's another good one. Heck, give me a Doctor Doom, right? We've been wanting to see a Doctor Doom movie. Or like you you want you some Keanu Reeves as Doctor Doom, don't you? Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine that? Keanu Reeves kind of like in the Joker style villain film for like Doctor Doom. Yeah. Can you imagine the Joker film going off and then Marvel countering with a Doctor Doom, Dr. Doom? Film, but in the same light with Keanu Reeves? Hey, <laughs> uh, the Legion writer Noah, right? He said, "Hey, the script's the script's done, guys. The script is, yeah. is done." Yeah, so you you ain't even got to make it like the Joker. If you make it anything like the Legion TV series, uh, exactly. I, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, Jamal says, uh, "Holly Berry Catwoman gave me nightmares for years." Sorry, you had to sit through all that, man. Um, Mr. Porter says, "I don't get the Martha hate." Batman even said his parents were his weakness in a piece of media before BBS. The 
Miss Mr. Porter, first off, thank you very much for being in agreement with me here, man. Because I, I, I honestly, I, I don't get the Martha hate either. Where, Indy, were you on board with the Martha hate? Yes or no? Yes. I, I, for me, I just, I honestly, I don't get it. I mean, I feel no. like if we know who the characters are, I feel like if we know who the characters are, then we know just how important the family concept at least was to Bruce Wayne, at least the loss of his family sort of thing. So I can see the idea of like, hey, if you're Batman, I mean, from the beginning of Batman versus Superman, right, we immediately already get sort of a quick origin story for his parents. Um, you know, the death of his his parents, we get to see Bruce visiting the grave throughout the particular film. So clearly the concept and the thought of his mother and his parents being on his mind is something that has carried throughout has carried with him through this whole entire film so it it's not surprising to me though when superman makes the reference for martha that it does take bruce wayne back that it does stop him from doing what he's doing because this is a man in bruce wayne who had to deal with his own parents being killed in front of him and so you're going to tell me that like this is just an argument that i've heard from some people like it's hard for me to think that batman wouldn't be hesitant or wouldn't be stalled by that concept of i can't kill this man because his mom is also about to die also in a sense right like i i, I can't let what happened to him or what happened to me happen to to this guy superman regardless of what our issues are i don't think the content was wrong i think the execution was wrong and i think that's what mm -hmm. most people have with it because it was anticlimactic and, and and that that's what it was. I, I, if they would have did it in a different way, I don't know how they could have done it in a different way, but they would have found another way to do it or another way to build up to that moment happening. It probably wouldn't have came off as bad. Uh, I can I can understand that, but I just think it's to the like I think like I can certainly see your your side to it, but I guess for me it's it's where other people are taking that one thing and really having it be sort of the make or break for them for that particular film and i just don't know if that that one moment is enough to be that make or break for the film as as a lot of other people are at least sort of highlighting it to be but maybe that's just me so um but anyway i, I i'm i'm glad to see that somebody else <laughs> uh, agrees with me a, a little bit there um let's see here uh tony robinson says should hbo max do what disney plus is doing uh, with marvel shows I'm wondering what they're referring to by that. Tony, if you're still there, um, uh, uh, explain that a little bit. Do you mean like how they're releasing them, um, how they're making them a part of their DCEU? Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but let's see. Is he talking about like what, the, what, what they're doing with the Watchmen and stuff like that and converging them into a universe? Um, I think because HBO Max is doing uh, – has like – well, it technically is Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm wondering if they're wondering, like, if they're if they should do DC shows on HBO Max and maybe have them connect to the DCEU. Well, I I want to see what HBO Max is going to have to do with uh, the DC Universe uh, app and all that. And it's something that they could do, but they, they've already started uh, that process with the uh, DC Universe uh, app. So. It's something that could easily transition over, but um, HBO has so much stuff going on right now that I don't think they should try to mu muddy it up with, you know what I'm saying, Any anything else. Just go do what you do, uh, cement the HBO Max stuff going on, and then worry about that later. 
Yeah, yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. Um, and then Jamal says, uh, any thoughts on the Power Rangers movie getting rebooted? Um, yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Um, oh, we're gonna say, Andy. I was gonna say wrong podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, was gonna throw it, I just figured I'd throw it in there. I was gonna say, yeah, usually we keep these questions for uh, A plus Hero Report, the Power Rangers stuff, uh, but hey, they're they're heroes too, so I don't mind throwing in one every now and then. Um, but uh, as far as the reboot goes, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I know a lot of people were hoping for a sequel, but once Hasbro picks it up, and I know they usually like to do a lot of their stuff for Paramount Pictures, um, and we it, it took them a while to even announce what was going to be happening with the Power Ranger film. I almost feel like it was, um, uh, you can kind of see it coming a mile away. I, th- I think Hasbro will do it justice, though, but we'll, we'll certainly have to see. Well, I, hey, I'm down with Hasbro. You know what I'm saying? They own Death Row, and they own... Uh, <laughs> All love lost and no love lost by Joe Button. So I'm down for anything they want to do. Just put some of that music in the movies. Yeah, or just give me a holographic Tupac. I'll take that as a new Hasbro toy. I'll take one. Oh, holographic Tupac is Lord Zed? Yes, why not? (laughs) Why not? Why not? All right. Well, hey, guys, I think that is everything for us today. That is, in fact, our uh, entire lineup of news and articles from DC to Marvel to movie and television. Guys, thank you, as always, for joining us uh, once again for our brand new episode. Guys, we will, in fact, be back next weekend as well um, as we kick off another brand new episode. Probably going to be back to our regular uh, afternoon schedule. So um, look forward to us next Saturday at noon Central Time, guys, uh, and we'll certainly be back um indy uh for anybody that certainly wants to go ahead and reach out to you on social media where can they certainly find you you could definitely find me here always at a plus opinions doing news and reviews so make sure you subscribe hit that notification bell so you can stay in tune to everything we're dropping but if you guys want to follow me personally it's at nerd mix alpha everywhere blood in the water releases october 31st uh, and as always, guys, um, if you haven't subscribed to us just yet, please go ahead and do so. Click on the little bell notification button as well. So anytime we drop a brand new video, you will certainly be notified. Uh, if you want to go ahead and also follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all right here at A Plus Opinions. You can certainly find us, guys. Um, but that's it. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Keep it A Plus.